Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is Oh Hell No Devil, and it's hosted by Miss Tony and Miss Evelyn. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. And now, call your neighbors and friends, and you tell them that Miss Tony and Miss Evelyn are about to bring you the word, raw and uncut. Oh, hell no devil deals directly with the demonic element that's operating behind the scenes in your life. And as we go into tonight's broadcast, we encourage you to speak to your circumstances and you'll always be victorious. And now, here are your hosts, Miss Tony and Miss Evelyn. Nobody 
that have blinded the nations to follow the path of destruction. Give us souls for your kingdom, Lord. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Transform their lives as their minds are renewed. Strengthen them to walk as sons of God in the earth in total victory, not ever overcome with evil, but overcoming evil with good all the time in every situation without fail. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And now I want everybody to get your Bibles and your pen and paper because we're going to go into our scripture reading now, starting at Matthew's 16th chapter, 13 through the 19th verse, because it is written when Jesus said in 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Syria, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonas, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to talk about what the gates of hell represents. The gates of hell represents Satan and all of the world's evil forces trying to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. But God will always have a remnant of believers in the body of Christ that will raise up as mighty warriors to fiercely tread down the powers of darkness and to set the captives free. They, the believers, will demonstrate the lordship of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit as God's true people. They will demonstrate the kingdom's power of the Holy Spirit against Satan, sin, sickness, disease, poverty, and etc., the world and the demonic. It is this body of Christ that Satan and all of his hosts can never resist or destroy. The keys of the kingdom represents God's delegated authority to the body of Christ, and by these keys they rebuke sin, sickness, disease, etc. Pray effectively for God's cause on the earth to tie up the demonic, and to set the captives free. All right, Tom. Okay, set the captives free. Listeners, body of Christ, believers, if all you want from confessing Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord is the privilege of going to heaven, when you step out of your body, or as we say, die, oh, hell no, It's not for you. It's for people who are not content to be born again and live on earth in hellish conditions such as fear, terror, oppression, just enough or not enough. From paycheck to paycheck, no check at all, laid off, 
gambling, trying to win the lottery, or hit it big at the casino, Evelyn? No, 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 no. It's for believers in the body of Christ who are tired of Satan, his demon brothers, evil forces, trying to ruin lives. Attacking our children with drugs and gangs and disobedience. Attacking our bodies with sickness, disease, pain, etc. Trying to steal our finances, tearing up our families. Living in hell on earth until Jesus returns for his church, the body of Christ. Oh, hell no, devil. We're not living like that. What do you say about that, Evelyn? No, 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 we're not living like that. The gates of hell would not prevail against the body of Christ. Jesus said it, we believe it. Hell's atmosphere is filled with fear, terror, and oppression. Just think about the most hellish situation you've heard on the news or from a friend or a loved one or you've been in yourself. How did that make you feel, Evelyn? It filled me with fear, terror, all the things that I'm not supposed to have as a believer, but they were there. Okay. So well, that's being truthful. Yes. Well, don't let it. Don't let fear terror and oppression into your thoughts. Your thoughts. Into your thoughts. Yes. Because I had a situation recently with a break-in in my home, and it filled me with such fear. It terrorized me. It ran me from my home. It truly did. And it, it got me to a point that my sister, she called me, and she was like, uh, you're not afraid, are you? I know you're not, you don't have any fear. And I'm like, well, what is she talking about? You know what I've been through? But she would not let me give in to the fear, to the terror that was trying to come against me. And what she did was she took me to the Word, like she's taking you all tonight, listeners. She's taking you to the Word of God so that you can have a defense to go back against the devil when he tries to come at you with these different attacks. Body of Christ, it's time to cast the devil out. Cast him out of your house, your place of work, anywhere. Out of your children, out of your own body, <laughs> out of your own finances. It's time to cast the devil out. We're going to be getting ready in a few minutes for a break. But when we return, we will be talking about wars be a natural war or a spiritual war. Everybody needs to know who the enemy is and who their allies are. So we'll be back shortly. Think about that. Miss Tony and Miss Evelyn will return in Oh Hell No Devil in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. You'll be blessed. Got something on your mind? Want a prayer request? Got a situation 
something you want to talk to Miss Tony and Miss Evelyn about, well, give them a call tonight, 323-784-9638. Maybe you just want to talk to somebody. That's why they're here, to help you turn around, face that situation, and speak to it. So, give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. And if you're holding right now and you want to speak to the host, press 1. You be blessed. Neither infant 
nor elderly, which had seen no quarter given, but has been and will continue to be a war to the very end of time. I'm talking about spiritual wars. The war of which I'm speaking is not a war of sword or guns. It is not a war of armed might or nuclear potential. It is a war that embraces all mankind, that does not spare a single person, small or great, rich or poor. It literally, personally, and vitally involves every soul that is ever born into this world without a single exception. This war has existed from the beginning of time and can be documented back to the Garden of Eden. It lies at the base of all wars which have ever been fought, all conflict, all strife, all disasters, whether involving mighty nations or individuals. Spiritual wars. It is the war between the only two opposing forces that there are or ever has been in the existence of the world, God and Satan. Look at that, Ellen. Yes. Good and evil. Yes. While this warfare has resulted, resulted in the very real material damage and physical carnage, its roots are neither in the material nor the physical realm. It is a spiritual battle. It is a battle which pits men, one against another, husbands against wives, daughters against mothers, brothers against brothers, sisters against sisters. But the real war is and always has been Satan against God, God against Satan. What do you have to say about that, Evelyn? Well, first of all, I would like to read this scripture in Matthew, where it's 10 and 34 and 35, was speaking about what you just read. What Jesus said, think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. Now, many people have denied the existence of a real devil, yet the proof of his existence is everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you can look around and you know that it is the devil that's doing it because it's work. work. God's good, the devil is bad. And the results of his work are indisputable. It's that hiding the reality of his existence is one of the cruelest hoaxes that he, Satan, has ever perpetrated on men. I mean, it's like, but all men are not deceived about that, Tony. No, you know, we see these pictures with Satan, two ears, mm-hmm. a tail, and a pitchfork. That is not true. Mm-mm. Satan is a spirit being, people. Yeah. We're talking about spiritual warfare, yes. the enemy 
all of all of our troubles. Satan, a spiritual being. Yes. And what I like about this one, what it says, Billy Graham had this to say. He said, "All of us engaged in Christian work are constantly aware of the fact that we have to do battle with supernatural forces and powers, and we have to do that every day because the devil follows us every day. He tempts us." He is a very real presence. But he also declared that there is a connection between the devil and the increase of drugs. You know, and if we look at it, yes. you look at all the things that the connection between the devil, devil is. is. Drugs, drugs, pornography, sexual license, and the occult that's in the U.S. And we see people who are committing all kinds of violence every day. You have mass murderers. And we have learned that they have been involved with the occult. And what does the occult represent? Satan. And the very word witchcraft stems from the same Greek word as the word drugs. I mean, and look at all the evil that's there with that. Evil, listeners, is not merely a lack of something, but an effective agent, a living spiritual being, a terrible reality. Mysterious and frightening I like what Evan Roberts said The great The great Welsh revivalist Evan Roberts The devil's great purpose For which he fights Is to keep the world In ignorance (laughs) Oh wow That's That's something, huh? Mm-hmm. Ignorance of himself, his ways, and his colleagues. And the church is taking side with him when siding with ignorance about him. Yeah. Let's see what it says in the word about that. Yeah. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people, this is God talking, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou hast hatched no priest, has been no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Second Timothy 3 and 7 says, Ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Job 38, 2 says, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Job 21, 14 says, Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Mm. My, oh, Evelyn, what do you have to say about that? I tell you, listeners, the Bible itself clearly is an entity, mm-hmm. a being, a real person, a spirit Very being. Big. Yes, he is. So, listeners, we're call in and give us some feedback on what you've been hearing so far. Want to hear from you? Yes. And Tony, also, you know, we're talking about this war that we're in, and but God has given us an armor, 
And in Ephesians six eleven and 12, he says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He told us because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, and when he said that, he also took us to John 10, 10. When he's talking about Satan again, he calls him the thief. He said, the thief Satan cometh not, Tony, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He has a mission, people. But in Ephesians 4 and 2, he said, neither give place to the devil. Second Timothy 2.26 says, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So now... With that, I know I've given you a lot of information, a lot of scriptures, listeners, but on this note, we're going to go to a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to pick up where we left off. You're listening to Oh Hell No Devil on the Soul of America Radio, and your host, Ms. Tony and Ms. Evelyn, will be back shortly. Right here on SOAR. Welcome, welcome back, listeners. 
I left off with some scripture reading. This is Evelyn again. Ephesians 4 and 2 says, neither give place to the devil. That means that we are to guard ourselves against him. So we have to say, I'm not going to let you use me, devil. You have no right. You have no authority here. You know, because he starts in the thoughts and the mouth. And so we have to keep him out of our thoughts so that he can use our mouth to get his will done here on the earth because we're to use our mouth for the word of God. Because we know that the world, the world in itself is a battleground for many conflicts. And the entire picture, however, boils down to the fact that there are only two forces that work in this world. And the scene is already set. It's God against Satan and good against evil. Righteousness against sin. So neither give place to the devil. We know because it's already set. He's telling you how to choose here. He said the world is on a collision course, and millions of people will be affected from their homes, as their families, to their jobs, in their bodies, in their minds, spiritually. But we'll ask the question, how does this affect me? And what can we, children of God, do about it? And now it's time for us as the children of God to get on the offensive end of it. We're coming off of the defense. We are going on the offense. And with our offensive objectives, we're going to see what Tony has to tell us about that end of it. Thank you, ma'am. Hi. We talked uh, a few minutes last week about the defensive part of this spiritual warfare. Now we're going to talk about the offensive part, we want to deal with weapons of attack that will enable us, the body of Christ, to excel and cast down Satan's strongholds. It is important that we see our obligations to take the offensive, to move out and actively attack Satan. I'm tired of him. I know it. I am tired of Satan. And like I said, body of Christ, neither give place to the devil. Mm-hmm. Satan's kingdom, it is a fact of history and experience that no army ever won in war on the defensive. Mm-hmm. Why? I asked my husband why. Why is it? Why would that be? As long as Satan keeps the church on the defensive, his kingdom will never be overthrown. Therefore, we have an obligation to move out from the defensive, from the mere self-protection, to attack, to attack. I like that word, Evelyn, attack. It's time to make the devil tap out. Yes. (laughs) When Jesus first unveiled his plan for the church, he envisioned it being on the offensive and attacking same stronghold. Mm-hmm. The first time the word church is used in the New Testament, the New Covenant, is in Matthew 6:18, mm-hmm. where we came from last week. Matthew 6:18. Jesus was speaking to Peter when he said, "You are Peter, a stone." And upon this rock, 
this confession. I will build my church, and all the powers of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus pictured his church in the light of two primary activities, people. We're to build and battle. Mm-hmm. These must always go together, building and battling. Mm-hmm. It is no good doing battle, body of Christ, if we're not going to build. That's true. Why do you think we need to build? Battle without building? Hmm. That's something. What do you think about that, Evelyn? Well, we have to battle because the building itself is a building. We're the church. So we have to be able to do battle so that we can keep Satan off of our grounds. You know, because when it comes to Jesus Christ and the body of Christ, we are his body, we have to keep the devil at bay. And the way that we do that is by the word of God. But so many people in the body of Christ, we're not doing that. You know, we're thinking that, okay, I don't have to do this because Jesus has already done it. But right here is what I really like. Mm-hmm. Tony, when Jesus said he pictured the church on the offensive, attacking the gates Jesus of Satan. Satan. Jesus promised that Satan's gates will not hold out against the church and that Satan will not be able to keep the church out. You know what it's time for us to do? So, what is Time to make the Satan say, who in the hell left the gate open? <laughs> I like that. It's time for him to say it. Yes. Uh-huh. It is not the church trying to keep Satan out. It is Satan failing to keep the church out. Yes. I like that. I like that one, too, Evelyn. Yeah. It's time for him to say, who in the hell left that gate open and tried to close it, but we started pushing it open. Yes. We are storming the gate. Because Jesus promised that if we would obey him as our commander-in-chief. In the spirit realm, Jesus is our commander-in-chief. And with him as our commander-in-chief, we will be able to move out, storm Satan's kingdom, and break down his gate. Release the captives and carry away his foal. Amen. Glory. It's time for us to carry away his foal. Yes. Therefore, we must stop thinking on the defensive end and start thinking on the offense. Amen to that. Yes. It's the the devil, you know what, Tony? The devil is the one who should be wondering what we, the body of Christ, the church, is going to do next. To To him. You know, where are we going to strike him at? Yes. Yes, it's time to put him on the run Mm -hmm. and have him thinking where we, the body of Christ, are going to strike this. To continue with this theme of the church by taking offensive, I want to explain the Mm -hmm. scriptural basis for our doing so. It is found mainly in one verse, Colossians Mm 2.15, which describes what God accomplished through the death of Christ on the cross on our behalf. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yes. I just listeners, listen and get your Bibles out and look at it and meditate it for yourself. Christ on the cross on our behalf, when he had disarmed the rules and authorities. Now the rulers and authorities are the same spiritual forces of Satan that are referred to in 
in Ephesians 6.12, through the cross, God disarmed those rulers and authorities. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought that Satan has been left without armor, Evelyn? Yes. He He is defenseless, none, powerless. The only power he has is what he usurped from us, the body of Christ. It's time to let him to stop him. Remember we said, give the devil no place. Hmm. Yes, no place. Listeners, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and take a few callers before we continue on. Okay. Thanks for listening.
fight of faith. Yes. And this is a victorious fight, a victory that has already been won. Mm-hmm. It's a public demonstration that completes victory. And on the cross, Jesus did not win the victory for himself. And that's such good news. Isn't that good news? He has always had the victory. But as our representative, <laughs> he won the victory on our behalf. Yes. And through his victory, and though his victory has become our victory, Second Corinthians 2 and 14 declares that, but thanks be unto God, who always leads us in the triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. That is great news. That is good news, listeners. Good news. Victory. Think about that all day, all week, in every situation, at all times. Say, devil, oh, oh, let let me remind you, we have victory in Christ. (laughs) You got to beat down. He beat you down. He, he, I mean, a smack down, beat down. Yes. Like I was telling my, I was telling uh, in the taping last week. I like cage fighting, mm-hmm. and in cage fighting, your objective is to make the other component, the fighter, not push him off, but make him tap out. Yes. It's time to put a chokehold on him and make him tap. Out, yes. Jesus defeated him. It's my victory, and I say, "Oh hell, no, devil! You can't have my victory." No. Oh no. You want to take a call? Oh please. We have a caller. Okay. All right, caller. What do you have to say? How are you doing today, caller? Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing great. I what do you have to, make to say comment. today? Yes. I was just wanting to make a comment. Last week, y'all touched on this um, idea of the of Jesus making a public spectacle of Satan, and that got me happy because a lot of times people around Easter they just think Jesus died. He laid in the grave three days and chilled out, and then on the third day got up and walked away. But what y'all are saying makes me happy because I realized that what Jesus really did was he kicked some butt. You know, started in heaven. He went up in heaven. He went up in heaven and kicked some butt. What he did was, and I love, I love when y'all brought this out. When it said in some translations, he made a public spectacle of the devil. He grabbed him by the collar, by the throat, and swung him around heaven and said, "Look at him. Look how weak he is. Look how pitiful he is. Look how sorry he is." And then he took the keys from him that he slicked from Adam. He took them. He didn't ask. He didn't say, can I please have the keys? He didn't have to try to trick him like his little scary behind did. He took them. Yes. So I just want to say y'all bless me with that because a lot of times we give the devil way too much credit. Our big brother went up there or went, went to hell, first of all, and kicked his butt. And yeah. he brought him around and said, there's a new sheriff in town. Yes, they did. It is. Glory. <laughs> Glory. Thank you so, so much for you. that. So yes. y'all, y'all are doing a beautiful job. I love listening to you. Y'all be blessed. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, caller. 
always, you know, and in every place, we are to represent Christ's victory because, as our caller said, we already have it. God is going to demonstrate people publicly that the victory that Christ has won through us, and that is the victory over Satan's rulers and authorities or principalities of powers. The victory is to be worked out through us because we are the body of Christ. Listeners, this is the final commission of Jesus given to his disciples. It is written, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, and 19. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All, I like words like all, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. If Jesus had all authority, that leaves none for anybody else except as he yields it. None, all, okay? Jesus said, all authority has already been given to me. You go. You know, I I just, sometimes I hear people say, I'm just waiting on Jesus. I'm just waiting on Jesus. (laughs) Oh, I'm like, oh, my. Do we have a part in this? But I read in the 19th verse of Matthew 28, Jesus said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Remember I talked last week about spiritual authority and stay under authority. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, then us, body of Christ, we have all authority. Jesus said it. We have it. Isn't that good news, Evelyn? Very good news. You know, because the authority, that's power. You know, and we are to rule and reign on this earth, you know, because everything else has been done. And I like it here when he said, when you go and exercise on my behalf, the authority, I have already won for you. So, the body of Christ, our assignment on this earth is to administer the victory, demonstrate the triumph, and exercise the authority that Jesus has won on our behalf. And the world can only see Jesus' victory is when we demonstrate it. He has won the victory, but our assignment, body of Christ, is to demonstrate the victory over Satan and his kingdom that Jesus has already won it. And we can only do this only when we move from being on the defense to the offense. Glory to God. It's time to take the offense. And remember, I like what what, uh, me and Evelyn said, what Jesus said, that it's time to make the devil say, who in the hell left the gate open? (laughs) Yes. It's time for us to bombard the gate. Yes. Take the offense. Mm -hmm. Take back. What Jesus died for us to have. Take authority. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Okay. Well, you know, oh, and as we're going to be wrapping up this teaching, we have an exciting teaching that we're going to be uh, going over next week. So 
Okay, here's our book. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be t- continuing about the spiritual warfare. And we're going to be coming next week from a book from Ms. Grace Ryerson Rose, R-O-O-S, and it's called Spiritual Warfare. So those of you who can, uh, if you can pick up this book, do some reading and studying so that next week when we do come back on, you can call in and we can discuss it, you know, from the point of view. What do you have to say about spiritual warfare and how we're going to fight it? Because remember, it's already won. Jesus has already defeated the devil. He's already made a public spectacle of him. And no weapon, Isaiah fifty four seventeen says that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that's arises against the judgment will be exposed, condemned, and bought to do nothing. Because that's our blood bought right, our inheritance as servants of the Lord. You know, we have that because we've been given it by Jesus. But you got to say it. You have a part to play in this body of Christ. You have to say something, and not just anything. Say what the Word of God has to say. So tonight we'd like to thank you all for being with us and listening. And we hope that you got something out of this tonight that will help you in your walk this week. Be blessed. And once again, thank you for visiting with us at Oh Hell No Devil with Tony and Evelyn. Be blessed.
Even though 